We got another episode of Webheads here. I am one of your co-hosts, Steven. This is my other co-host. Go ahead and introduce yourself. What up, everybody? You know my name already. You already know who it is. I don't even have to tell you guys who I am. I don't think I'll tell you guys who I am anymore. You'll just know. <laughs> he doesn't have to say another single <laughs> thing. He's on two podcasts. You don't know by now. Too bad. <laughs> this is a Marvel Comics event podcast where we read through major Marvel comic events. We started in 1939, where we're going to present. But because there's so many events, current is probably going to be who knows how long from now. <laughs> and, and when we say events, uh, events are uh, these. These aren't very. The early ones aren't very eventful in some cases. In a lot of cases, actually, <laughs> they're very uh, just basic comic book uh, like formula, nothing too yeah. like impactful or anything like that. Which they uh, are the most basic storylines you can think of. Yeah, some of them are story arcs, some of them are crossover events, and like you said, events are in quotations. Yeah, we've been having a good time doing this over the last seven weeks or so. Something like that. Yeah. And I can tell from at least the current stuff that I've read, I can tell that we're on the way to these stories getting a lot better. <laughs> yeah, you you can definitely see the progress in them. Like, from where we started to now, like, there's just so many, like, so much improvement. Yeah, there's a lot of improvement. <laughs> and I just can't wait to get there. <laughs> Before we get started, did you read anything this week? Um, actually, uh... If you guys remember, I believe last week I talked about a, a story that I was reading, but I forgot which one it was, and I couldn't for the life of me remember what it was. I found out what it was. It was actually, uh, I think it was Marvel's X, which is uh, written by Alex Ross and some other people. I just know Alex Ross because I like his artwork. Mm. He uh, he does really like realistic sort of artwork, so when you look at like the characters you can like you can see the seams on their costumes and all this and it, yeah his artwork is really good uh look it up um i gotta check that out but he this marvel's x is a prequel to uh what was the marvel marvel's earth x that's what it was yeah so earth x came out in the late 90s early 2000s i think um and it was basically a dystopian sort of Marvel Universe, uh, pretty much everyone on the planet had, uh, I believe it was the Inhumans, uh, they're a race of, uh, characters from kind of human, kind of not, but they have powers, they live on the moon, uh, they have this material called Terrigen that can transform anybody who has, normally who has Inhuman DNA can transform them into a super-powered being, mm -hmm. um, but in this in this timeline, I believe they're the reason that the entire Earth, no matter who, whether their genes had in human genes or not, the entire Earth was transformed into these either horrific, you know, sort of creatures or monsters. Um, if they weren't already superheroes, some superheroes even did get transformed. But uh, the ones I was reading were, uh, it's like a prequel. So 
it was just after everyone had kind of turned into these monsters and uh, we meet our classic heroes in it and they're trying to like figure out what they need to do to fix it and this and that and uh, yeah it was pretty good I'm trying to jump into now that I read the prequel uh, I'm trying to read in uh, Earth X and see where it goes from there but it, it's it's kind of depressing in a way <laughs> like Captain America is like just like a shell of who he used to be and some of the heroes have died and this and that so it's kind of depressing but it's interesting to see the alternate takes on some of the heroes yeah i'm gonna check that out this week it sounded interesting last week but but for some reason it sounded exactly like the marvel zombies one it it, kind of gives you a little bit of the that in it um a little bit of that sort of dystopian like kind of scary no hope kind of feeling um Mm. but i think you like it what about you this week i haven't touched anything um I was doing research and reading for my story next mm. week, and it took me down a long, long, dark road that I <laughs> don't really ever want to go down again. <laughs> my my comic, it's it's we'll get into it next week. Yeah, but it's so diluted, so so many different pieces to it that I started getting confused, and I had to do a whole bunch of research to help myself. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't have time to check on anything else. Well, I <laughs> if you haven't read anything this week, um, there is something that I know you've seen that just came out. Oh yeah. Uh, you want do you want to touch on that a little bit before we jump into the this week's reading? Yeah, this is gonna come out a couple of weeks after the movie comes out. So, spoiler warning: now you can skip at least a couple minutes ahead, just in case you haven't seen the movie yet. Uh, Shang Chi. It uh, <laughs> it kind of blew our episode out of the water. <laughs> I don't think that we helped anybody at all. <laughs> we did. Danny did say that she she listened to it and she did kind of get a small idea who he was. So she didn't go into the movie totally unprepared. Well, that helps me feel a little bit better because <laughs> I saw it and I was like, well, <laughs> that didn't work out the way I thought it would. <laughs> but it was good. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. I loved it. His sister was really good. Yeah, I was worried she was gonna be like a like more like I knew they weren't gonna go the like the damsel route, you know. But I'm yeah. I'm glad she was actually like putting in work and like it wasn't just like Shang Chi like doing all the work and everything. Yeah, it was. Um, ben Kingsley was uh, great in it. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I said spoilers in the beginning. <laughs> Ben Kingsley was great in it. Shang-Chi was... It was cool because, like, obviously he has the super strength. Yeah. And he has all this martial arts training. But um, it wasn't... He just felt more of, like, a normal person. Yeah, I mean, his super strength isn't even really super strength, right? It's not... It's just, like, heightened... Yeah. Not really. It's just really good training. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I loved it. I think it was because he felt more just like a a normal person. Like we had, before we had Iron Man, we had the super suits, Captain America was obviously a superhuman. Yeah. All these people have these super powers, except for Nat, who actually had the training like this. But our circumstances were even different too. It just felt like, I think we're getting some more of this stuff. 
kind of like in the beginning episodes where we talked about how they had sidekicks that were younger or smaller. Uh-huh. It was kind of like a way, or at least we were thinking that it was kind of like a way for for kids to feel like, oh, I could be this superhero. I could be his yeah. sidekick. Yeah. Like, I think they might end up leaning more into stuff like this in the next phase with the MCU stuff. Not like kid sidekicks, but more like... Like more just kind of... Oh, yeah, I could, I can see myself being that. E- even kids are going to look up and younger little Asian kids are going to look up to Shang-Chi and like, oh, I could be a superhero too. Like a more diverse, like... Yeah. Team or like a uh, film, you know? Yeah, because uh, we didn't have series, uh, yeah. Miss Marvel coming up. Then we have, uh, I mean... No offense to anybody, it's not like we need more white superheroes, <laughs> but we have uh, Kate Bishop coming up in Hawkeye, who is uh, a lot younger. And there's also um, the character Echo, who is, uh, she's deaf and Native American as well, too. We have Riri Williams coming up. Yeah. I mean, if anything, we're definitely, I can see a Young Avengers coming around. Yeah, Definitely. It also gives, like I said, it's giving kids even more of a reason to get into it because, like, now they see themselves as, yeah. like, a superhero. Definitely becoming more diverse on screen, which yeah, I definitely like seeing. Yeah, because it wasn't that I was against any of it, but definitely seeing, like, the f- first Avengers movies were just literally a bunch of white people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the like, black characters were like secondary characters. Yeah. Until we got Black Panther. Yeah, and now we have Captain America, and if they do Young Avengers, Patriot will be on the team. So hopefully we get some. Hopefully this next phase will be different and in a good way, um, and just allow them to just keep going in new heights and become a normal thing. Yeah, but I loved the movie. I liked what they did with his dad too, where it wasn't just like yeah, like he. He trained his son to be an assassin, but, it, like, he also didn't seem like he was that bad of a guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, his motives weren't... <laughs> he just wanted his wife back. Yeah, and, like, now that I think about it, because what I do when I watch the movies is, like, I I kind of beat myself up about this, but, like, I watch it and try to find out, like, oh, where's the Easter eggs? Or, like, oh, mm-hmm. this connects to this and this and that. And so, like, sometimes I kind of forget to kind of just sit back and enjoy the movie. Yeah. But, like, that's something I was just thinking about where, like, he's not really a bad guy. Like, he tried to be good. You know, his wife gets killed, and then he just decides, I got to protect my family any way I can. And, you know, if that means raising my son to be an assassin, like, and have this whole organization that's just, it's not even a terrorist organization. It's just, like, his private army kind of. (laughs) Yeah. He just just wanted his wife back. That was it. Yeah. And he, he doesn't, he didn't really even murder anybody, really. No, besides. he just wanted people out of his way so he could get to his wife. Yeah. And it was like, I, I obviously my wife is still living and here, <laughs> but he was just like, I've seen from stories of other people losing and going through a loss like that. He believed in his head that he could do anything to get his wife back. Yeah. I mean, and when you've been alive for like as long as he was and you have the power of those rings, like to think that someone is talking to you from behind you know a a gate on the other side in another dimension who's from another dimension it's not that hard to believe that okay maybe she is actually you know trying to reach out and get to me yeah the one person who was actually able to change you after all those years yeah 
like you've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> Maybe hearing her from the other side in your head isn't that weird to you. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked it. Did you did you stick around for the post credit scenes? Always. You're not a yeah, you're not a true course. Marvel fan if you're just getting up when the movie ends. I know. I always get pissed off when like the whole place just clears out. I know. I was like, you guys and know then... what's happening. <laughs> like, this isn't your first rodeo. Then it's just me and like three other people in the theater, just like waiting. Yeah. Then you gotta. <laughs> then I always gotta like check to see how many post credit scenes there are. Yeah. On. Yeah. I always go to Wikipedia and just like read through, and then I try not to read everything. I just kind of see, okay, this part happened. This part, okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was good. Um, hopefully. Our episode on Shang-Chi did help somebody. I know it helped one person, but hopefully it helps more <laughs> eventually. Yeah. But even if it didn't and you watched the movie first, sorry, I misspoke there. If it didn't, thanks for listening anyways. If you haven't listened to it, you can always go back after you watch the movie or before and just see a different side of who he is in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, honestly, I feel like from the comics to the movie... It's essentially the same character, but not. I feel like they took pieces from the comics to add to it, but they kind of invented their own Shang Chi, in a way, which isn't a good th- or isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a character get so many different dads. <laughs> but yeah, that's our couple minute review of uh, Shang Chi. I'm so glad that after that after that long year wait of not having anything Marvel related. That we're just getting bombarded with stuff nonstop. Yeah. For the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Yeah. But uh yeah. Did you want to get into your story this week? Yeah. So transition to the Star Wars sideswipe, if you guys are familiar with that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into this week's story, which is uh it's not the greatest, I'll be honest with you guys. It was it's again we're in this phase in the comics where they're trying to do all these crossovers or not crossovers they're trying to do one like one storyline but it jumps from different series to different series and it's not like a consistent series to series or like you know uh like now you'll read uh like infinity war or something and then it'll just be infinity war with some side issues on other comics or something you know other series yeah but this one is just you're going to read this one issue of this series, read one issue of this series, and then read two issues of this series. Like, yeah, it was kind of just, what's the point? Yeah, like, I feel like they only did it this way just to get more people to read comics or buy more yeah. comics. Because, like you said, now the events have, like, a main story and then, like, side stories. Mm. But here it was just, like, either way it goes, like, current or past... You're still going to have to buy all the comics to get the full story. Yeah. But, like, these ones, the older ones relied on, like, you have to buy the other comics to get the yeah. next piece yep. of the story. There was no Marvel Marvel Unlimited back in the 60s. So it's like, yeah, you had to. And they're like, when you're jumping between the series, like, for example, in this one, I'm reading Namor, I think, like, or the Submariner, like, I think it was 19 or something or 13. Mm-hmm. And then we jumped to Captain Marvel, like, 34 or something. Yeah. And then Avengers, 63, 64. So it's, like, I'm assuming at that time, like, they would have coming out, coming out, like, within, you know, a couple of weeks of each other or a month of each other or something like that. So it wouldn't be hard to find. But, like, 
if you're not reading any Avengers comics and then they're like, just go buy Avengers 63 and 64, mm-hmm. you're now you just have two issues of a, <clears throat> of a series that you're not reading. Yeah. That lightly connects to what you're in. in like my story next week, I had to start off with Doctor Strange. I want to say it was uh, 83. It was either 83 or 183. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, like, if you weren't reading Doctor Strange, like, the next part of the episode or the story was, like, oh. it was Submariner 33 or something. So, if I was only reading the Submariner yeah. all the way through, I would have no idea what was going on when this issue hit. <laughs> then yeah. you get the little notes at the bottom saying, oh, go back and read Doctor Strange 83. But it's, like, I, I don't know how well comics were selling then. But, like, what if I didn't know about that and I had to go back to the comic book store? And it sold out because yeah. it came out two weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I don't I don't know what things were like back then. I'm assuming they did this because it was a lot easier to find older issues and stuff like that. But now it's just like a the stories are getting better, but the way they're trying to connect them is worse. Yeah, we uh we hit a stretch here where they just keep doing this uh we'll start it here and we end it there in like four different comics yeah. or something so the next <laughs> couple episodes are gonna be like this i'm sure but yeah yeah so we'll uh jump off uh with the first part of this story so i don't know if it's officially called this or if you just called it but you called it like the terrible threesome or the something terrible trio that's what i said when i yeah. looked it up online <laughs> terrible <laughs> trust me i'm not making up the names for these i'm only doing the covers <laughs> yeah terrible trio so essentially uh the main antagonists of this whole arc are uh puppet master uh, egg egghead and the thinker so essentially they're all just super smart geniuses Puppet Master, I think we've uh, visited in one of the earlier episodes. Mm -hmm. He can make these sort of, uh, like, lifelike puppets of anybody. And then once he makes them of that person, he kind of uses his mental powers to have control over that person. Yeah, he was in Quest for Krang. Yeah. And then uh, Egghead is just, like, a super smart, intelligent, evil scientist. So, you know, does the classic building machines and death rays and all that stuff uh and thinker is kind of the same he is uh you know he thinks he's smarter than everybody else super genius and gets defeated by the avengers spider-man everybody at some point um but essentially in this uh storyline they have teamed up together to take over the world almost at least that's what I think they're trying to do. It, it sort of follows like a weird thing. At one point when I was reading them, I was like, were these issues supposed to be the first ones I read? And then, you know, flip the way I read it. Because it just kind of <laughs> seemed like <laughs> things were happening without the uh, writers knowing where the other writers were going with it. So yeah, it was just weird. But we'll start off with uh, the Submarin- Submariner, I think, issue 13. I'll have to get clarification on that one. Yeah, we'll put it um, in the post of the cover. Yeah, uh, so essentially it starts off with the Submariner just swimming through the ocean and all of a sudden these prehistoric fish start swimming up, you know, around him and thousands of them. He's never seen this many fish before, especially this kind of fish that are supposed to be, you know, gone. So he's surprised and shocked by that and he swims up closer to the surface and he sees that there's a bunch of other dead fish and all these other uh, sea animals that are just floating on the surface of the water. 
and he looks up and he notices that there's a volcano going off and he's just and he's not in the Atlantic Ocean which is his home ocean he's somewhere I forgot where I think in the Pacific he's on vacation yeah <laughs> he sees all he sees the volcanoes going off all the dead animals and he's wondering what's going on you know the humans must be doing something the the air breathers must be up to no good again and he is investigating and then he's hit by a fireball <laughs> And who who do we know that has fireballs? None other than our buddy, the Human Torch. And so the Human Torch is saying, "I have to kill you. You're you're gonna die." And Namor's like, "Okay, I guess we were friends before, but we're gonna fight now." And Human Torch gets the upper hand. He's just like laying into Namor, and Namor, you know, when he's out of the water, if he's hit by anything like fire, it I guess it evaporates the water in his system, so he starts losing his strength. And so he thinks it's the Fantastic Four Human Torch because he thinks that he's getting revenge for fighting the thing in an earlier Fantastic Four issue. And so he thinks he's fighting Johnny Storm. And they're going at it and everything. As Namor is, or as the Human Torch is about to get his finishing blow on Namor, he Namor asks him like, "Why are you doing this? Like, what's going on?" And he tells him. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm doing this because I have to kill you, but I, I have a feeling I don't want to. I don't want to have to do this. And in that moment, Namor runs off, jumps in the ocean, gets his strength back. And uh, Human Torch is still fighting with himself, trying to figure out what's going on. And Namor uses a his powers to create a tidal wave and smashes into the Human Torch to kind of get him to calm down and stop him from flaming on. And he pins him down and he's like, okay, what's the deal? Me and you were about to have some issues. We've had, you know, a good 20 years where we were just kind of like, eh, we're okay with each other, but now you're pissing me off. Like, what's the problem? And so uh, Human Torch is like, uh, I don't know what's going on. I had this necklace on that <laughs> someone put on me, and it was controlling me, but it's no longer working, so me and you were friends now again. And Namor just like, cool, yeah, that makes sense. So let's figure out what's going on. <laughs> and uh, we find out that uh, Thinker is the one who is controlling him. Uh, he created a necklace that he put around him and uh, has been using him to take care of Namor. And so they team up and they f- uh, he realizes that it's not Johnny Storm. But he realizes that it's actually... Uh, what's the Human Torch's real name? I just forgot uh, what it was. Jim Hammond? Yeah, he realizes it's Jim, and so they team up again. They go to the uh, Thinker's lair, and they're going to take him out, and they're fighting him. Boom, 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 pow, 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 and the Thinker shoots the Human Torch with a ray beam that isn't a normal ray beam. It's a ray beam that just causes him to get hotter, so it just adds more heat to him. And so uh, he shoots him with it in the leg first, and then (laughs) the Human Torch actually gets hurt by it. He's like, ow. (laughs) Wait, that's what it feels like? (laughs) He's like walking, he's like mid-sentence and he gets shot. He's like, yow! (laughs) And uh, so he he keeps getting shot by that and Thinker's just like, yeah, once I keep shooting you with this. And and the Thinker does this thing where he calculates how long things will take to happen. (laughs) So he's like, I have to shoot him for 8.75 seconds and this will destroy him. And while he's shooting the Human Torch trying to get him to turn bright white and hot and enough to take care of everything uh namor realizes hey the machine that the thinker is standing on is like the main culprit like the main thing causing everything to happen because essentially the thinker created a device that will make the volcanoes go off and uh pretty much 
destroy the ocean and wipe out the eastern or the western seaboard whatever it is and so namor decides well he's taking care of the human torch he's going to destroy the machine and he punches the machine thinker falls uh he drops his gun and namor smashes it but by this point human torch is already you know getting hot 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 by this point he's yellow He's almost get, he's almost there. And uh, Namor takes care of the Thinker, knocks him out, and uh, he has to take care of the Human Torch. And the only way he can think of doing this is by wrapping him in metal lined with asbestos. I'm assuming asbestos was not known for its no, <laughs> deadly uh, qualities I'm back then. I'm going to tell you right now. They knew exactly what asbestos was and what it did then. Because in the... <laughs> The early, the Namor versus Human Torch one that we did, the very first episode, when I was reading yeah. through those comics, they were very aware that asbestos was bad for you. They mentioned it in the comic. <laughs> but then every time after that, like every time after that, they're using asbestos to like put out every fire they see. And they had yeah. like suits wrapped in it. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> And so Namor like wraps Torch up in metal and asbestos and he has to get him out of the layer before it explodes or before he turns hot white and explodes. And he does it, he gets him out of the layer and gets him into the ocean so he cools down and everything, saves the day. And Torch is not torched up anymore, he's just in his looking like his normal person. Mm -hmm. And Namor's like, whoa, that fire (laughs) turned your hair from blonde to brown he's like that must have been really hot and this is where the shocker comes in and he's like i'm everything all my memories are coming back to me torch is remembering who he is and he says i'm not the torch i'm toro so this is is an adult toro from the all winter squad his little sidekick has grown up and he is back and so we find out that uh i guess he thought the human torch had died (laughs) or somebody died i forgot who it was but he he found out somebody had died and he's married at this point and all this and someone dies he's like okay i gotta go to the funeral and at the funeral he gets approached by the thinker in disguise and the thinker is like oh can i talk to you i need to you know give you my condolences and so toro is like yeah let's talk this guy knows my name so i have to talk to him (laughs) so he talks to him and then thinker hypnotizes him or takes him out and then brainwashes him into thinking he's the human torch to kill namor this is why you don't talk to strangers yes especially just because they know your name doesn't mean anything people it's not (laughs) (laughs) they're not safe step away from the car (laughs) and so that's the end of that issue so thinker is his plan is ruined so if you remember out of the terrible trio now the thinker is out of it he his plans are ruined and namor and toro that's the last we hear of them (laughs) and then we jump over to captain marvel and uh for those unfamiliar uh if you've seen the movie captain marvel uh, you know that Carol Danvers is the MCU's Captain Marvel, but in the comic books, Captain Marvel was actually uh, a man from the Kree Empire named Marvel. So, like in the movie, uh, she was the scientist, um, but in the comics, it was originally a man named Marvel. Uh, and he was a scientist on Earth, um, well, as his sort of cover. And then. Carol Danvers is kind of like the security of the Air Force base that he worked at. So essentially in this one, uh, again, no connection to any of the other ones. Oh, I should go back to the last one. So in the Namor issue, uh, Egghead, uh, Thinker, and Puppet Master, they are in a meeting and they're like, well, let's just enact the plan now. And 
they're like, no, we have to at least see if it works first. And so the first step of the plan is to let everybody know within a small radius of America <laughs> that they're what they're going to do. So they take over the airwaves and uh, we see a number of different heroes. A lot of the heroes who are supposed to be part of the mm-hmm. book are, are the uh, storyline are seen. So we see the X-Men, we see the Fantastic Four, Spider-Man, the Avengers, um, Iron Man is just like on a plane. We see all these characters hearing the, the warning of what's about to happen. And so jumping back to Captain Marvel, it starts off with Tony Stark just on a commercial flight flying to where I think he's going to Miami. And so he's going to Miami. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kind of, he's flying commercial. So (laughs) no private jet for him. Um, he's flying to Miami and puppet master is creating a puppet in of Iron Man elsewhere, Mm -hmm. you know? And so his idea is to send Iron Man after Captain Marvel. Uh, at this point, I didn't go back and read any Captain Marvel issues, but we're going to start off with the army has Captain Marvel pinned down against a giant robot, which I thought would come into play, but <laughs> does not come into play at all. Uh, so it's a giant robot, and then in front of him is Captain Marvel, and then Carol Danvers is next to him, just begging him to kind of, you know, give in to, don't let them shoot you, just give up, and they'll put you on trial, and I'll testify mm. for you. And he's just like, well, I can teleport back to the Kree Empire. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> and she's just like, just do it. You know, I love you. I'll take care of you. We'll we'll figure this out together. He's like, I can go back home and save every, <laughs> like, save myself all this. And the military is just like ready to shoot him on sight. And so Puppet Master is, uh, he creates his puppet, imbues it with his mind powers to make it do whatever he wants. And then Tony Stark on his flight, just all of a sudden is like. I gotta do what I'm told. I gotta kill Captain Marvel. So he gets up out of his seat. He goes to the bathroom, <laughs> puts his armor on, and then he's like, "Now I gotta get off this plane without anybody noticing." So he goes to like the I don't know the exit or whatever it is the the back of the plane. He just opens <laughs> the back of the plane and like flies out, and like no one seems to notice the sound of the air rushing in or anything like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that but he's sense. just so happy. <laughs> He just so happens to land or find where they are. So he he and Captain Marvel start fighting. And Carol Danvers is still there trying to protect him, Captain Marvel from Iron Man. But Iron Man's like, my repulsor blast will take you guys out. So he shoots a repulsor blast at them. Carol gets like knocked out almost like like really bad hurt. And Captain Marvel jumped out the way. So uh, the army guys call the ambulance for Carol. And then Iron Man and uh, Captain Marvel are fighting it out. So Iron Man's getting the upper hand. Uh, Captain Marvel's taking hits not sure if he can take any more but he also has like a laser gun that he keeps on his side so he shoots iron man with that but then it's not at full strength so iron man he gets knocked down but he doesn't stay down and uh captain marvel's ready to shoot him again at full strength but his gun jams so he's like shit i don't know what his to laser do gun jammed. yeah that's <laughs> I was like how does that happen and so uh he they're throwing punches at each other and for some reason iron man has a heart attack he just like grabs his chest and falls over and captain marvel's like hey guys call the ambulance for this guy <laughs> he's he's got he needs help so they load iron man up into an ambulance captain marvel just decides to transport back to the kree empire and then iron man wakes up in the ambulance he was like 
I had to fake a heart attack to get out of that fight. <laughs> I don't know what was happening, but I'm good now. So he just jumps out the ambulance and flies away. <laughs> and that's literally the last time we see Iron Man in this. Uh, no update on Carol. We don't know what happens to her. Um, but as Marvel is going through space, he hears from a voice basically saying, I gave you these powers. You're not using them how I wanted them to be used. <clears throat> If you don't do what I'm about to tell you to do, I'm going to take him away and end your life. And that's from someone named Zo, who I guess gave him his powers. Again, I did not go back and read any of these. But to go back to uh, the terrible trio, um, before Marvel left and Iron Man kind of faked his heart attack, uh, Puppet Master, who was controlling him, uh, became upset that his puppet didn't do what it was told. And so he was like, I'm never doing this again. This is stupid. And he throws the puppet at some machine, which explodes and implies that Puppet Master is dead, I think. So so at this point, out of the terrible trio, uh, Thinker is unconscious and his plan is foiled. Uh, puppet Master's plan did not work and it's implied that he killed himself. Uh, so that just leaves Egghead. But where it gets real confusing is... In the next part of the story, uh, we jump to Avengers uh, issue 63 and 64. So 64 begins with uh, the terrible trio talking to each other about their plan. And they're just like trying to enact their plan and get everything going. And that's like the last we see of them in this issue. So pretty much this uh, Avengers issue 63 starts off with uh, Vision, T'Challa, and Hawkeye flying in hot in T'Challa's rocket and they're coming in so hot that for some reason the autopilot stopped working the the jet just isn't working how it's supposed to so they're trying to figure out a way to fix it and you know get things going again before they crash into the Avengers tower and die Hawkeye tries to use his special arrows to shoot a magnet uh, arrow onto the building which will slow them down but as he's pulling the arrow back his bow breaks and he doesn't know what to do. So Vision uh, phases through the, the ship with the arrow, smacks it onto the building, saves the day. Heroes are fine. Uh, that was not an important part of the issue at all. Uh, <laughs> they come back down, they go into the building, and they hear voices in the building already. And they realize that it's uh, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. And they just come back from their honeymoon because they had just gotten married a few issues before. And uh, Hank is now going by his yellow jacket persona. So uh, for those uninitiated, I think this is the first time we've actually talked about Hank and a lot of the Avengers, actually. The Avengers have a large roster of characters on their team at any point in time. Uh, at this point, uh, T'Challa is the uh, head leader of the team. And so T'Challa, the Black Panther, is the leader. Hawkeye, very good at shooting arrows. If you've seen the Avengers movies, he's on the team. Vision, also if you've seen the movies, is on the team as well. But Ant-Man, Hank Pym, he began as Ant-Man, who can shrink down to the size of an ant. You know, you've seen the movie. But he's also gone by other personas, such as Giant-Man. So he would grow or shrink any way he wanted. He went by Goliath, which is just him, Giant. And he's gone by... Now he's going by uh, Yellow Jacket. So he's going by Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Goliath, and then he's going by Yellow Jacket now, which is essentially the same thing, except now he has uh, electric blasters. So that's his new persona he's going by. And it's funny because during the... Uh, as he's explaining why he's going by the Yellow Jacket persona, he says a line that's like to the effect of something like, uh, I went by Ant-Man because I can shrink, and I went by uh, Giant-Man because I can grow tall. 
I don't really remember why I went by the name of Goliath. And it's like, did the writers not know why and they just didn't have the time to look at look look it up? Or like <laughs> what was the point of saying like I don't understand why I forgot? <laughs> yeah, there's like <laughs> Yeah, they're like, go back and look here because I forgot that it ha- what happened in this issue or something. It's like <laughs> Yeah, just go back and look forty issues back <laughs> and you figure out what happened. Like, guys, this is 1968. I have no way of going back and checking that. So, like, Hank's explaining to everybody, yeah, now I'm going to go buy Yellow Jacket. Uh, I don't need my Goliath costume anymore. This and that. And so they get to the building, um, and Nick Fury uh, interrupts their conversation. Is like, hey, guys, I need help. The fate of the country is in your hands. Uh I sent Black Widow out on a mission, and I haven't heard back from her. I think she's been captured. Uh, last coordinates we have of her are from here. You guys go get her. And at this time, uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow are an item. So T'Challa, as a leader, says, uh, I think you should stay behind. You know, your uh, feelings for this mission may compromise everybody, everybody and get us all killed. Mm-hmm. And so Hawkeye is, like, blowing a fuse. He's like, that's ridiculous. I won't get anybody killed. And everyone's like, yeah, you should probably stick back and, you know, we'll take care of this. So they, they jump in the ship that was just crashing down to Earth. And they fly away. And Hawkeye's like, yeah, I probably would have got everybody killed. So it's probably a good <laughs> thing that I didn't do this. Uh, but as he's sitting there, he gets a transmission. And this is actually from Black Widow saying, uh, real quick, you know, I don't know where I'm at. I know I'm somewhere in uh, New York, but I just don't know where I'm at gotta go they're about to come in and stop me so she cuts the transmission somehow hawkeye hears children laughing and carnival rides and this and that and he's like oh dang she's under coney island (laughs) uh so his bow is still broken and he's like i'm just gonna take hank pym's old goliath costume and his growth serum and take that and i'll be goliath now so he he does that he goes to where Black Widow is, um, and he rides. He he literally rides the train there, like in his giant form. He's maybe like thirty, forty feet tall, and he just <laughs> the egghead is like watching the cameras, and he sees Goliath, which is Hawkeye, on mm-hmm. a subway train, just riding the subway train. He was on top of the subway train, just on top of the subway train, like it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Oh crap, uh, Hank Pym's coming," because they still think it's Hank Pym. And so the egghead's like, oh, that's my, my arch nemesis. Like, I'll take care of this. So mm-hmm. uh, Thinker, uh, Puppet Master, and egghead, they created an android that can also grow as well. And so the android grabs Black Widow, grows to be the height of Goliath, and they just start throwing blows at each other, taking each other out, fighting. Uh, it goes all throughout Coney Island. They're destroying the whole park and everything. <laughs> and uh, they end up riding you know like the not the space needle but what's that ride at great america where it's like a big it looks like a ufo and you get in and it just takes you up to the top and just spins oh, and you can see the whole yeah. park i i don't know the name of it but i know what you're talking about yeah so they essentially they the fight leads to that ride um they jump on top of that these two giant beans and hank or uh clint hawkeye says my fists weigh, each of my fists weigh a ton. So, <laughs> if these two Goliaths 
jump on top of this ride, and the ride just keeps going up like it's nothing. Like, they're supposed to be on this ride. So it takes them all the way to the top. They're throwing blows at each other. Clint throws a punch, knocks out the, the giant android. And for some reason, the android looks like a, a Godzilla monster. For some reason, I don't know why they made it look like that. Um, but he knocks it down. He catches Natasha before she falls with the beast and saves the day. So they, they head back to uh, Avengers Tower. The other Avengers are already there because they realize that they've been sent on a wild goose chase. So they're there, and uh, Clint introduces himself as Goliath, and Hank is just like, okay, cool, yeah. I now pronounce you as Goliath. <laughs> like, he just takes his costume and his growth serum and doesn't doesn't even bat an eye at it. He's just like, yeah, you're now Goliath. All because his bow broke. Yeah, and all the, that's also what he does. He's like, because he comes in as Goliath, and everyone's like, who are you? Like, why do you sound like Clint? And he's like, well, let me uh, let me show you who I am. And he just grabs the arrow and breaks it like it's a toothpick. Or the, the bow. He just grabs <laughs> the bow and breaks it. And he's like, that should show you who I am. And it's like, that doesn't prove anything. <laughs> just, that that just, doesn't even tell me anything. It tells me that you don't, you don't care about people's private property. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's proving more so that you're a villain than anything. <laughs> so he, everyone's just like, okay, you're Goliath now. Cool. We got Yellow Jacket. We got Goliath. We got a whole team coming. And at that moment, Jarvis, uh, and this is Butler Jarvis, uh, he buzzes in saying, and there's like a buzzer that says, you know, someone who isn't an Avenger is, is approaching, so be prepared. So everyone mm-hmm. throws their mask back on, and this is me bleeding into the next issue as well, too. Uh, everyone throws their mask back on, and who happens to show up? But uh, Barney Barton. So Barney Barton is a uh, kind of like a racketeer in the city of New York. He... He, he's just kind of a criminal, you know, he does things for, for himself and for money, and he shows up at the at the building, and everyone's just kind of like, what do you want? You know, like, what, what kind of business do you have with us? You're a criminal, we're the Avengers, what can we help you with? And so he's like, I want to be a hero, you know, like, I think I can help you guys, I want to be a hero, and they're like, well, how do you, how can you help us? Like, what are you going to do? We don't, we don't deal with your street level you know, criminals. And he's like, well, uh, Egghead told me where the coordinates to his uh, satellite are. And they're just like, what do you mean he told you? And then we do a flashback where Egghead, for some reason, decided to visit these racketeers, these street-level racketeers, and try to get them in on the floor to his evil plan to take over the country. And (laughs) Barney was just like, in in the flashback, him and his goons are just like, yeah, this sounds stupid. Like, you do you really think you can do this? And so they're just like, yeah, we don't want any part of it. And Egghead's like, fine, if you don't want any part of it, that's cool. But I got to kill you guys to make sure you don't tell anybody. And so he kills Barney's goons uh, with a robot, but he can't find Barney. <laughs> and he's just like, well, okay, I guess he, he got away, but I'm pretty sure he won't tell anybody. And here he is yeah. at the Ventress Tower telling them <laughs> literally everything. <laughs> Coordinates of where the space station is, all this stuff. Why would he even give that information yeah. as like a selling <laughs> point in the first place? <laughs> and so he, uh, he, Barney's like, yeah, I want to be a hero with you guys. I'm ready to help out. And everyone's just kind of like apprehensive a little bit. But Clint is just like, 
no. Like, he grabs him by, like, the arm at, in, in his Goliath form. He's just, like, hanging him in front of his face. And he's, like, berating him <laughs> and, like, telling him he's nothing, he's trash. And everyone's just kind of like, well, we got nothing to to really lose. Like, we either go up there. We don't have no plans of our own. So we either go up there and stop it or we wait down here and we die. And so they decide to go up there. They bring Barney with them. And uh, who, who jumps in? I think Vision initially gets into the space station, allows them all to land. And this, <laughs> there's not much going else on. <laughs> but they get into the ship. Uh... They get attacked by robots, and the Avengers are fighting the robots. Barney Barton is just a normal criminal, so he can't really do much. So he decides to go after Egghead, who's on the on the space station. So he runs after him, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, I want to stop you, but then he gets shot and he dies, and then <laughs> he he stops Egghead, but he dies, and the day saved, everyone's happy, but then here comes the other twist. Big twist. Goliath goes over to Barney and is like, wow, you died a hero. You saved all of us because Egghead was going to open the the uh, space station to allow the Avengers and the robots to get taken into space. So Clint's like, you saved us. Thank you. And Barney's like, don't worry about it, Clint. It's all in a day's work. I just want to be a hero like you guys. And Barney dies. And everyone is just kind of surprised. But Hank is like, why did he call you Clint? We know you as Clint because we're the Avengers, but why does this criminal know you as Clint? And he's like, well, <laughs> what else is my brother supposed to call me? And so we find out that Barney Barton is Clint Barton's brother and is now dead. And that is the end of our story. <laughs> that was a lot better than what I was reading for mine next week. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't great. Not at all. It, it definitely wasn't the worst story I read. <laughs> A lot of twists in there. Yeah, there, yeah. There was two twists for one storyline. Was kind of <laughs> that surprised me. Yeah, for like a four issue storyline. <laughs> the the Toro one, that one actually surprised me. Yeah, I didn't expect you to say it when you said "Guess who it is." I thought you were gonna yeah. say Jim Hammond, and I was like, "Yeah, oh no, <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure." It. Yeah, the the Toro one threw me. Uh, the Barton one didn't really threw me. I was just more confused because I knew Barney and Clint were already brothers, so it didn't really surprise me. But it, I thought it had already been established by this point, so I was just confused as to why no one was treating him like, you know, his brother. They were just kind of treating him like you. So that one was that. Yeah, see, I didn't know they were brothers. I figured when you said Barton, I figured they were related somehow. But because I didn't read it, like, I couldn't tell if he looked like, like his brother or dad or something. Oh, yeah, or yeah. like a, an uncle that was shunned from the family or something. <laughs> oh, and then in the beginning when you said Hank Pym had gone by Goliath... At one point, I had completely forgotten that he he was Goliath at one point. Because all I remembered was that Hawkeye had gone by Hawkeye, then Goliath, and then back to Hawkeye. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I just completely forgot. That was, that was the only thing that ever stuck in my head. So I was like, Hank Pym was Goliath at one point? And as you were going along, I was thinking about it some more, and I was realizing, like, oh, yeah, he was. But that's, that's such a weird way to change somebody's character. Yeah. Oh, Hank left all his stuff over here. I think I'll try it. <laughs> like, and it was all because his bow broke. Like, I'm not gonna. He could easily just fix his bow and still. Yeah. And like, yeah, he he was super like butthurt about not being able to save the day. I think so. I think what mm. had happened when he when they initially were about to crash, 
and he tried to shoot his arrow and it broke. He, when they landed, yeah. he initially felt like, oh, I'm no good without my bow. You know, I'm just, just like anybody else. Like, if I don't have any powers, mm-hmm. I'm not useful for the team. And so when Hank showed yeah. up, he was just saying, and he was talking about all his other personas. He was just like, oh, and I also have my growth uh, formula. It's new and improved. I gotta hide it before any before it falls into the wrong hands. And so I guess Clint was just like, yeah, this is like a good time <laughs> to change my persona up for here. It's also funny to me that as a person whose sole purpose is shooting arrows, the fact that he doesn't have backup bows. Yeah. Like you went on a mission. You went on a mission and only brought one <laughs> bow. <laughs> You probably shouldn't be on this team. It honestly wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was just the fact that they, it didn't really had a very loose uh, line tying them all together. On that note, um, what is your rating for this episode? Out of five webheads, what are you giving it? You know, I feel like I've been pretty consistent on giving three. Overall, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh <laughs> Well, I I <laughs> did like up. seeing all the characters because I, I don't think I've read anything that's had Hawkeye or Black Panther or Vision or, you know, any of these newer characters in it um, or Captain Marvel. So it was kind of cool seeing those characters kind of show up and all that. Uh, if they were individual, just like no connecting tissue or anything, I think they would have been a lot stronger. Especially with like the um, like the twists, like the twists don't show up or aren't really. I don't know why you would include a twist like that at the end of one issue, which is supposed to be a storyline. You know, like save that for like a different thing. But yeah, three and a half. I would say the the story itself, the main issue with it, just like the the villains are there, but they're not really part of the story at all. The characters are cool to see, so that's a plus. Uh, the action was good for the most part and the twists were good. So I'd say, uh, I'd say a three and a half just because the story isn't there. If the story was there, I'd probably rate it a little bit higher. But other than that, I'd say three and a half. I, I feel like I'm pretty consistent on my end giving fours. This episode is not a four <laughs> at all. I think I'm going to give it a, I'm going to go year out and give it a three this week only because like, like you said, it had more of a, like like a loose tie between all three yeah. of them or all four of them. And like I said earlier, like I'm not making up the names of these stories, of these <laughs> events. Like this is what they're called, the terrible trio. And then for them to not like, I just would have expected for it to be called the terrible trio, that it would have focused more on the three villains. But yeah. for them to be like the background of each story. Yeah. Like it just didn't make sense. Like, I did like the parts of the story that you read. Because, like, it would have been, like, three interesting stories had they Mm. been individual stories. But as one whole story, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, I agree. So, I'm going three webheads. So, on that note, that leads us to teams. Do you remember who you got from last week? Uh, what was last week? Or who your team is right now at this point? Because if not, I can tell you. I think I have Daredevil. You have Doom, right? Yeah, you have Daredevil, Hulk, Shang-Chi, Thor, and Miss America. Okay. I'm going to replace Miss America. I know that for sure. Okay. Who are you picking? I'm going with the king himself, T'Challa the Black Panther. Damn. <laughs> All right. That's, that's a good squad. <laughs> I was going to pick Well, I mean, you too. still have a... There's one more character that's pretty good that I think you can take. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to pick no more. I already have him. 
I don't want Iron Man because he faked a heart attack. <laughs> you know, even though I made fun of him, this week I'm swapping out Midnight Sun. It's for who? And I'm going to put in the new Goliath. Yeah. Are you going to go with Goliath? The ex-Hawkeye. Huh, okay. I would have thought you would have went. If he stayed Hawkeye, I would have left him alone. <laughs> him just saying, <laughs> you know what? Uh, what's that saying? Uh, ask for forgiveness, not permission. <laughs> <laughs> I need somebody like that on my team. <laughs> just do what you gotta do and just come apologize for it later. Dang, I would have thought you would have went with Vision. I was going to, but he also didn't do much to, to except for save the ship. True. I'm sure we're gonna hit events later on where he's like, uh, where he's a lot stronger than he is now. Yeah. So I just hope that I pick first in those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'm taking out Midnight Sun, and I'm replacing him with uh, Goliath, Clinton Barton, and, yeah, that's uh, that's my team this week. All right. Solid team. I got The Thing, Spider-Man, Goliath, Namor, and Doctor Doom. Got some heavy hitters. Yeah, I'm taking people <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an interesting, interesting story. Yeah, definitely. So many twists. They tried to do too much in like four issues. Maybe they didn't do enough. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, they didn't do enough. I feel like that writer's room was just like, hey, what are you doing in your book? Okay, I'm going to borrow that for my book. And then can you just include <laughs> this part in your book? And then that was it. Yeah, pretty much. That's all it was. Just It was just like, it was just like, hey, can you show me your notes? Yeah. And you just like put it up so you can see it from across the room. <laughs> and he was like alright cool <laughs> alright I got it from here don't worry about it yeah because someone didn't tell someone that the puppet master was dead and he showed up again no <laughs> unless it was like in like cartoons when you know like the, the bad guy blows himself up and he just sits there like with like s- smoke and ash on his face and his hair is like yeah. kind of like smoking maybe it was like that yeah it's just like a Wile e. Coyote kind of thing where he never dies he just gets hurt yeah was just like he's running around two seconds later. Yeah, he was buried under a lot of bricks, but I guess that's what it's like in that universe. <laughs> I don't know anymore. I have these stories. It's funny because individually, a lot of these comics are like, at least like the run of each comic character. Mm. Like technically, this is a silver age of comics yeah. where we're at. In like individually, a lot of these stories are like really highly yeah. revered. In like comic history, but then when you start doing stuff like this, like, <laughs> like, are we talking about the same stuff? Because this doesn't seem right. It's very interesting, but that's a topic for a different episode, I'm sure. So this week, that's it. We've we're another episode down. Done it. We've accomplished our goal. We've done it again. Seven episodes. We did it. <laughs> My bad. Eight. Even, even better. Every episode is a win. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime we can get together and actually complete an episode, it's yeah. a win for us. So, yeah. I would love to see you guys come back again and listen next week. Come back. This has been fun. Give us some feedback. Um, let us know what you guys thought of the issues if you read them. Um, where can people find you if they want to... Uh, talk to you more you can find me on instagram at st.even you can find the podcast on instagram as well at 
the Webheads podcast. And yeah, you can find the audio versions of the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor, YouTube. And yeah, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram, DeMarco underscore Lamont. Uh, you can also listen to my other podcast, Memories Not Guaranteed, which is also on Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple uh, Music, or Podcasts, whatever the hell that is. Um, and that's under Memories Not Guaranteed. We also have an Instagram, uh, which I believe is also Memories Not Guaranteed Podcast. Uh, we have a Twitter. No need to go on there because nothing's on there. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody's updating that. But yeah, we're we're we just had a meeting yesterday where we came up with all of our episodes for this season. So we should have a more uh, cohesive and uh, better sounding season this upcoming one. Um, we should be able to put out our first episode of that season maybe in a couple weeks. So if you guys are listening to this when it comes out uh actually it should be already out by this point <laughs> so yeah uh yeah if you go listen to it now because the new episode would have been out by now um but yeah that's pretty much it um want to thank you guys again for listening and you know hanging out with us and letting us talk to you about comic books and all the weird, wacky stuff that goes on in them. Uh, we definitely like doing it. It's a crazy world yeah. that we're reading through. Yeah. And we're just glad you came along with us on this wacky ride. <laughs> crazy, wacky ride. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again. We will be back next week. And thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Peace out.